Dance teacher. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Daniela and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We will be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we have worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name, and if we do, they will be changed. That being said, let's get into today's <laughs> topic, the 2019 Tony Awards. Woo-woo! So I believe last year, I think we talked, we did a pre-Tonys, not completely sure, but this year it's a post-Tonys because it's the day after the Tony Awards, or for you all, two days after the Tony Awards, and we always like to talk about, one, who wins best choreography, and we like talking about the Tony Awards in general because we live in New York City and me and Danielle choreograph musicals all the time. Um, I'm currently working on a musical right now, but it's like consuming my life and energy and soul, but I love my boys. Um... And so, let's start with the winner for uh, the Tony Award this for Best Choreography this time around, which is Sergio Tu... Ooh, how, I don't want to mess up his last name. Chulo? Chulo, if I something remember. Something like that. or something We are like definitely that. butchering it. Yeah, but we will definitely uh, post it and send him all the love and likes. He's, again, a Broadway baby that's been choreographing on Broadway for some time now. Mm-hmm. Has his very own style and is a hard worker. I heard he can be a little cuckoo kachoo sometimes, but I've heard that too as well. every time I've seen his choreography, it goes, it's brilliant. You know, it's, it's brilliant. It absolutely is. Um, and so it was also nice to see Camilla A. Brown be nominated for her work on uh, Choir Boys yes. as well. Um, I have to say, I'm, I was very happy to see step routines on the Tonys because like there just really hasn't been a step show in a very mm-hmm. long time. Like, Stomp back in the nineties or bringing the funk right like that's about as close to it that we've had. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just nice to see you know a nomination from her. Um, also, just the dance in general. The opening number was fabulous with all the dance. You know, I always love it when they pull in the choruses uh, from all the musical, all the best nominated musicals oh, to yeah, dance and perform. That. Like yeah. it's just like again it's to see those fun. Broadway babies that like kill themselves eight times a week during these shows is always just worth it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, something that I kind of want to talk about is, do you think, this is for you, Danielle, do you think that Camilla received a nomination for Chorus Boys based off her work in Chorus Boys or because they snubbed her last year for Once on this Island? Um, I think it's a combination of both. I think a large (laughs) part of it is because she was snubbed last year. I think it was absolutely ridiculous that she didn't even get nominated Uh, for her work on Once on this Island. I saw the show twice. I work... um, relatively closely with one of her assistants um and the work she just produces and how she deals with actors and dancers on stage and mm-hmm. tells a story through movement and has so much history and knowledge behind it is incredible so that was very upsetting last year um so i do think that part of this was like there was an uproar last year and people were pissed sure. um i think that her work on choir boy choir boy is Choir Boys is amazing. I think the routine that they showed, and I'm I'm so glad because you know it was the only play that like quote unquote did a performance. Yes, and it's because she was nominated, and, and it happy, has that in it. Uh, I'm happy again. I have to agree with you. I'm happy that they receive their chance to perform because, and granted, they were nominated for things. Yes, uh, I saw Choir Boys, and it's 
it was it's been around it's been in circulation for a couple of years now but the choreography specifically this time around was a lot stronger than i had seen yeah so i, I mean i think like it. and again like i loved i love seeing this step mm-hmm. i think that was a really cool a really smart choice i think it really like lends itself to the story and brings another actual level of what's going on in that play in that story and I to also the think just the diverse, it also expands <coughs> the diversity of Broadway right now. Yes. Where we get some very different I styles. I think it's super important that we're seeing all sorts of different things. So um, it's not very common that a choreographer does enough work in a play that they are nominated for it. So True. I'm super happy she was nominated. I'm thrilled for her. Um I love Sergio's work, but I think it would have been really cool to see her win just because I'm a huge fan of her. Well, um, but then, and I'm glad that she finally got the recognition she deserved, oh, yeah. though. Well, then there's also the question of some people feel, and again, I have not seen uh, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. I have not either. And I want to so very badly, but the, like they're selling well because yeah. I, have, I have friends on that show and they straight up like, I can't get a ticket from my mama right now. They're selling quite well. And I have no doubt after their performance on the Tonys last night that they, we won't be getting tickets anytime soon to that. Um, but it's also one of those things of some people feel because it is based off of The Temptations and that it's a jukebox musical that the choreography is not original. So again, I haven't seen it. And I actually, um, I turned on... The TV last night at 8.30, so I did not see their performance either on the Tony Awards, so I honestly can't really tell you. I think that's a hard battle, though, because I think in a show that is about the life of the Temptations and it is a jukebox musical... I think that it is extremely important. Sorry, I also like don't have a voice right now, so that's why I sound like this. I think it's extremely important that the choreography matches the time frame because yes. you didn't see during those times people doing hip hop. You didn't see like honestly during the life of the Temptations, like hip hop still wasn't a thing. Like legitimate hip hop was not yeah, a thing. Yeah, it was very now. jazz and, and soul. So, <laughs> and so funk. like I think that showing the style is very important. I understand where people are saying like, oh well, it's a cop out. It's like jukebox blah 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 but i think that there are things that you can bring to that type of choreography to make it new and exciting and interesting interesting and again i didn't even see their tony performance so i can't really comment too much on that i did see it but it it just makes me go i still i agree with you i think it can still be very original and it felt very when i see things like that i don't think necessarily original it makes me think reminiscent like, and mm-hmm. that's what I want. Because, I mean, to play devil's advocate, not, is that the right term for what I'm thinking? Maybe, maybe not. Call me out, reader, listeners. Last year, with Donna Summer, with Donna, the Donna Summer musical, I hated the choreography for that because it did, to me, it didn't feel like I, it matched Donna Summer's. Yeah. Like, when the, the one of the Donnas was, like, doing a drop split and stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, like, that was like she she's didn't... a fabulous... I'll do one better. The same girl that was playing the disco Donna is now going to be playing Anita in the upcoming West Side Story movie. Those are not the same. No. <laughs> I have concerns and doubts. And so that's where I'm like, I, I didn't feel... Watching that choreography, I go, yeah, I don't feel like I'm watching a Donna Summer's performance. Watching the Ain't Too Proud performance last night, I go, yeah, I definitely feel like I'm watching The Temptations. But I like think me that as that, a little kid watching with my parents I think as that, watching like, stuff. The, like, the fact that they could transport you and you feel that way then exactly. shows like that Says is something. Then like that is why Sergio deserved the Tony. Yes. 
you know, like that is part of it. And I don't, I don't think like saying like, of course I love groundbreaking original new stuff, but there's a time and a place. And we've talked about this before to be a successful, good choreographer, Mm -hmm. Tony winning choreographer, successful choreographer is to be a smart choreographer and to know what goes with what and when certain things are appropriate and not appropriate. So I think that that's a good thing then. If you're telling me you felt like you were watching a video of The Temptations on TV when you were a little kid and that's what they looked like, then he did his job. Like, that's definitely, like, it definitely put me in that reminiscence. Then he did his job and he did Right, which I think, again, telling the story, which I think is important, which I think is when, that is when certain pieces lose out to me, is when you, again, you stop telling the story in every aspect of the show. Yeah. Um... And for me or not, we just want to talk about other fabulous things that happened in the Tony Awards last night. And um, several people that won uh, made history. In particular, mm-hmm. uh, the young woman that plays Ada Wayne. Ali, Ali Stoker. Yes, Ada, Ada Wayne in the Oklahoma Revival. As far as everyone's reporting and no one's contradicted, she's the first um, woman in a wheelchair to win a Tony mm-hmm. Award. Yeah. Um, and girls got voice all day oh my so, god like, her I don't, voice and is I, insane. I, and like her voice was yeah like apparently she's from glee fame or the glee project and like i i did not know oh, her from okay. that i would say i was gonna say i her, was like her, her voice name, was phenomenal so her so. like name actually kind of sounded familiar like i had heard it somewhere before but i had no idea where from um i think that again people might sit there and be like oh they did it because she was in a wheelchair which i really hope that people aren't out there saying that there are some i'm sure there are but that's upsetting but to you i say go back and watch that girl's performance her voice i can't say no absolutely incredible and everyone that i've known that has seen the revivals and all the reviews i've heard also show i want to see which again of course won the tony um has been that it's an incredible production yes Yes, yes, yes. And it has nothing to do with her being in a wheelchair or anything else. It's just an incredible production. So, again, it just so happened and that she could sit there and, like, defy, like, define all odds and, like, defy all odds. Oh, yeah. And the same thing I say to that choreographer and that director, and, again, their director, um... Director, I believe the director was nominated for Best Director. I can look it up really quick. If I'm remembering correctly. Um, But, like... The staging felt fresh, felt original. Like I, it, I didn't feel hunkered down Not at by all. them at all. You know, um, by there being a person in the wheelchair. I mean, hell, if Glee taught us anything, is that a person in the wheelchair can fit in all the company numbers like everybody else? <laughs> yep. So it's just one of the. It was one of those moments that I can. That girl deserves her dress due because again, she's a working actress, hustling like everybody else and doing a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Um, and those naysayers, I just go, you're yes. crazy. Daniel Fish, he was nominated. Thought so. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also have to mention to the uh, winner of book, if I remember right, and direction for Hades Town, and Hades Town mm-hmm. also took the best musical overall. Mm-hmm. And I, so one of the, actually he won a Tony Award last. DeAndre DeShields is a, I'm a huge fan of his and his work. It's been around for an eternity, and he he himself won, and. Pearls of Wisdom. Go back and watch his speech if you haven't. Wonderful. Beautiful, just like of just speech. like the best thing and he's like the top of a mountain is the bottom of your next mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, so like just that it's just Pearls of Wisdom. But the director of it of Hades Town is a female director and she mm-hmm. her, she was just like we need more. She's also a stage door alum, yeah, she so is. like shout out to that. Yes. 
Um, so it's just, again, they ask, she was just, she's like, we need more representation of diversity and new stories. And I have to say that, like, and that's a lead into another point, that, like, out of this year's season, I feel very... I feel very happy with what we got this season. Yes. When I it agree. comes to Broadway musicals in I general. Think, I think that it's been a long time since we've had legitimately original good material on Broadway. Or, I think I think it's yeah. been a long time. And I think we got a lot of that this year. And even something like Beetlejuice that is obviously based off of the movie, we talked about it last week on the on our episode last week, was completely transformed and immersive and just wonderfully and beautifully done that even if it's not an original story, the way that these shows were done just oh, yeah. really showed you like what, what Broadway is actually wh- about. And that to me is why I say, even with the shows that were not necessarily original, they were very tweaked. I mean, I have not seen Tootsie. But I know, I can tell you from base plot, they said the song before they even mounted the show, that it is not, it is not like he's, is, uh, the main character, character Dorothy Michaels, isn't a film star, it's a music theater star. So that was already a major tweak from the movie itself, Tootsie. Um, but like, updated book, they just kind of tweaked it and everything, right. make it work for the current world that we lived in. So, you know, you got Beetlejuice and Tootsie based off movies, but did something wholly different and you don't feel like you're... You get enough shout-outs to the originals, but you get something different with stat cast for both of those. Yep. You get the prom, which is basically the new generation right. of young queer kids on the spectrum and living their life and being very social media It's all original. You know, yes, it yes. was based off of a true story that actually happened, but they... So know, is every musical. So <laughs> is every... Yeah, at like, the end of the day, so is everything. But um, it is, and again, brilliant performance by... By that cast last night. That right. show is just so fun. You know, and then I think like Hades Town is based off of it's based the story off of Perse- Greek, uh, yeah, Persephone. It's, Persephone, it's in Persephone hell. and Hades in Hell, and then it's Eurydice and um, um, something with an O. I can't remember his name. Orpheus. Eurydice and Orpheus. Eurydice and Orpheus, um, and there's there are two stories are completely woven together. There's but again, a couple things are tweaked from the actual Greek mythology. Yeah, because there's like five or six. I've done that, versions of it. It's like five or six. And that show, different. though, like while it's based off of Greek mythology, like wow, is it so relevant right now in the world? Oh yeah, like and the, wow, and that's and again, we're also, also share show is around. You have share show, you know, and glamour and honor of this crazy magnificent woman. Then you also have be more chill, you know, all the nerds, you know, yeah. like gaming and things like that. So like. To see such, you know, the temptations, you know, that, again, my childhood growing up, other people right. would share growing up, other people is Beetlejuice. And then you, know? you have, like, the reimagining of Oklahoma. Oh, my God, yeah. And, like, and Kiss Me Kate. It's you know? such, like, I think, like, such an amazing season. Like, I, th- I really think, like, there's some really amazing work. Broadway done. offered its best. And, like, across mm-hmm. the board, we mm-hmm. saw, like I said, one of my favorite playwrights, Dominique Mariso. She was nominated for a book. Yeah. We had female... We, well, we only had one female director this time around, but and she ended up winning. But, you know, like, it's one of those things of, like, the expansiveness of Broadway is there and it, and it can exist and all these things can do well. Like, that's the thing about it. All these shows can exist on the same couple streets and in the same theater district and everyone will be fine and happy. Because we all have a different story to tell and each story, even if some of them are similar, are going to reach audiences different ways and, like, that's what should matter. And also just the what you're in the mood for. Because, yeah. you know, like, it's one of those things of, like, 
I don't get me wrong. I love a good ragtime, but I am not in the emotional place to do ragtime every single day. Right. You know, and so like I'm that person. Like I, I have seen Beetlejuice twice. I think I said it on last week's episode. Like, I love that just goofy, ridiculous comedy. You know, slapstick comedy. I absolutely loved it. But then I also, again, I absolutely loved Choir Boy for its seriousness. You know, yeah. and for its its its. <sighs> To Cutting truth. Amazing. I oh yeah, to kill a mockingbird. Also, I really want to go see because oh I've heard God, nothing. Was, but I mean, for Celia King and Bolger to win, I was like, of course it you was. Did. It was amazing. So it's one of those things of like you, the theater community has it all for everyone, and I think our programs have to do the same. Like our dance programs, are, you know, in every aspect of it. I think someone on Twitter was being rather salty. Yeah. About how they felt about the nominations and when it comes to big award shows and things like that. And I feel twofold. The Tonys in particular, but most award shows kind of fall under this, are a chance to show the world at large what is out there, what Mm -hmm. is being done, what money is being backed. And I know for me as a kid, seeing performers of color on stage really makes a difference to Mm -hmm. me. You know, like I know one year in particular, I just graduated or I was like close to graduating. And it was the year that like... Patina Miller won for Pippin. Billy Porter won for Kinky Boots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so essentially, like, leading yeah. lady, leading man, supporting lady, supporting man were all, pe- all, were all black people. Yeah. Mm, I think three black people and one person, like, Hispanic or people of color. Yeah. To I've see that, that as, again, on a college kid walking, I was like, wow, I genuinely didn't think this was going to happen. Yeah. Or when, when Fun Home, a tiny, tiny musical, who did Fun Home beat out? Fun Home beat out, Fun like... Fun Home beat out Something Rotten. Yes, like, this may... And Something Rotten was a huge mega musical stat yeah. cast. Huge ensemble, you know. And Fun Home is, what, like, six people? Yeah. And it swept the Tonys. So it's just... I, I think award shows definitely have a chance to highlight shows. And I'm very happy to say this year is the first year I saw a lot of the season. I only realized, like, as I was watching last night, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen a lot yeah, of these shows. Yeah, I was like, oh, I've actually around. seen, like, at least, like, a handful of these. Yeah. Um, so I think that in that regard, the award shows are brilliant because they do show, you know, I one of our friends actually bought tickets to the prom and she was watching um, their performance last night. She was like, yeah, I have to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it can be a great way to highlight and spot what is currently being produced and what is currently being done. On the reverse of that, they are not any better or any worse than the shows that weren't nominated. Right. And, you know, go ahead. So, this was, Tony and I talked about this. I saw this, I don't know if it was, came on an Insta story or a Twitter, like a tweet this morning. I saw it via someone who reposted it on Instagram. I know that it came from someone who was involved in the production. Um, and it, it's upsetting because I'm not going to read it because you can easily find it at this point. It's yeah. been shared all day. Um, to me, it's upsetting because I feel like the majority of the post, at least three quarters of the post, was very salty and bitter about not getting a nomination. And I felt like they were trying to say that the things that were nominated are like not good or that they were only nominated because people knew what they were because they came from movies or they had celebrities in them, which 
is not true, first of all. So, like, that was weird. Yeah. And then, you know, they tried to, like, at the end of their, uh, at the end of their little, like, rant be like, oh, but we should always support one another, blah, 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 blah. And maybe that's what they meant. But unfortunately, three quarters of that message were not supportive. And I think that, like Tony was just saying, in a world where, like, the Tony Awards, like, no, they're not, like, like they are there. It is not a, fi- a select group of five white men sitting in an office. It is an ex- no, it's extremely a, large committee. Yeah, first of the all, nomination the nomination committee is over a hundred people. So, um, it's not. But the point being, it's not like it's five old white guys in their eighties making a decision. Is the point being? I mean, if it was, my God, all these shows would not be nominated. Like, right. let's be like, honest. I mean, that's the first thing. I just think that like. If you are part of a production that is special enough to be on Broadway and successful enough to be on Broadway and you believe in the message you're selling and you believe in your story and you're out there every night or backstage every day working on it, believing in it, knowing that you have something to give to other people, whether that's making them laugh, making them cry, making them hear something, believe something, then... I get being upset if you weren't nominated. I feel that. But the amount of people who will never get to be on Broadway or work on a Broadway show that want to be in that industry and here you are and you get this chance, it's it's like... It's insulting. It's, it's, it's a insulting. little insulting to be like, I deserve this and you didn't. Or the like, thing when I think when I think of the amount of Broadway shows that have ran for a year, a year or two, without Tony nominations... Um, Anastasia ran for like what forever like, three years with literally no nominations whatsoever. I'm pretty sure they just closed. They did just close, or they like, ha- or they're closing this summer. I was like, yeah, like they that. may not even be closed yet. So, because uh, forever, right. uh, Adam's family ran a year and a half, and when I mean the New York City critics hated Adam's oh, family. Yeah, they hated Adam's family. Adam's family was in the Millionaire Club several times throughout their year and a half run. But the critics couldn't, like, they received, and again, Nathan Lane, B.B. Newworth, who else am I thinking of? I can't remember if she played grandmother, but she's another uh, well-known actress. But, like, Stat Cat, Christina Rodriguez was in it. Like, oh, they yeah. had a Stat yeah, Cat. Anastasia ran for two years. Zero nominations. Yeah. Anastasia, two, two years. years. Zero nominations. Zero nominations. You know, or uh, what? Uh, Disney put something else out with zero nominations. You know, so it's one of those things of like, it. it is not the end-all be-all, one. And yes, there is a Tony bump. I'm not going to lie. I've seen friends get it and I've seen friends not get it. There mm-hmm. is a bump in your ticket sales because of the Tonys. 100%. Contracts will get extended and because I, of the Tonys and, and things do, like that. But I do know, yeah, contracts will be extended. And I do know firsthand. I know people who were in shows where producers had to sit that the cast down and go, if we don't win, we're going we to have to put close. a closing notice. Mm-hmm. And we have a friend right now who was like, I just hope we do well enough that we can last a little longer before a closing notice. Because sometimes the hype of the show is enough to keep it running. And then if it doesn't get the Tony, people are now more interested in what did get the Tony or new stuff. So I understand that. Yes. And I get it if that's your your work and your livelihood and maybe you are currently in that position. But you, you don't need the tens of thousands 
of people who follow you and kids that read your tweets and look at your posts to see that. And exactly. Or I, it's one of those things of like, no one wants to get that closing notice after doing that hard work. No. But then I also think of like, there have straight up been some Broadway flops. Mm-hmm. Story of my life was on Broadway for one day. Tom Sawyer, a week. Uh, there's like two or three more that le- like did not make party. Oh yeah, to me nobody knows. I that. Like there were like there are plenty of shows that like got to Broadway and everyone was like nope. Or, Open and ooh, closed. Uh, Go- Grey Goose, something that. Gigi opened and closed. Oh yeah, Gigi opened and closed. There's too. been like, plenty. There have been plenty of shows that have not received the space and time and support as several shows that are currently on Broadway. So I think I think you have to be careful with. One, social media. We've talked about it. We've done numerous episodes on it. Like, you've got to be careful about what you're spreading out there in the world. Two, I'm just at the mindset, be grateful for your blessings. Or yeah. be grateful for the things that you have. Truly, there's no need for you to start going on You know, because, box. like, some people, again, and I, I, Broadway contracts are nice and they pay well. We would all love to be making chorus Broadway contracts, yep. let alone principal Broadway contracts. And have that for six months to a year, you know, paying off you know, livelihoods, you know, but it's also one of those things of, I'm of the mindset that the next, you got to move on to the next project. Everybody leaves the shows, all shows close, you know, Kinky Boots just recently closed in April. Avenue Q finally closed off Broadway mm. a couple years ago, like months ago. They no, ran months forever. Months ago, yeah. Months ago. Yeah, months ago. They were just like this year advertising and things like that. Dear Evan Hansen is still around kicking, you know, so like there are, there are shows that like, I don't, I think people get lost in the hype. Like, before we were all crazy for Hamilton, the last big longest running musical, Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. Before Book of Mormon, Wicked. Poor Wicked. Mind you, Wicked and Book of Mormon are what? also still on Broadway. Yeah, running. still running. But all, And I say that because these shows are still running. But also, I go, look back at the opening dates of these shows. These shows are not season after season. No. There are years where we just have nothing. I like, guess my, my biggest <laughs> thing was, like, I just... It is such an honor to be recognized that it's... I think it's an honor to make it to I Broadway. Think, I think like, that it's unfair to try yes. to rain on a person's parade who's actually being recognized. I think that that is not a fair thing to do. And also to, yeah, look at your life and look at your blessings and just realize how, like, listen, people still want to come see your show. And if you've had fans reach out to you and go, oh, it's so upsetting you guys didn't get nominated. You deserve to win. Like, awesome, great, sure, you can be like, thank you. Thank you, you but, but I like, just played to a sold-out audience. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. like everyone's your, still playing to huge audiences post, right now. Your post could have been like, like, thank you guys for all the support you're giving. We appreciate that everyone feels this way. We love all the love that we get. Please come keep seeing our show. Like, it's not, you know, like, at the end of the day, like, this is just highlighting some of the most, some of the amazing performances that are here this season. We are so grateful to be surrounded by these amazing productions and this amazing life on Broadway. We wish everyone the best of luck. We're so happy and proud to be part of this community. Please come see our show. Or that would you be could go such with nothing right. if but you're like, really angry. If you but like there are other ways that you could be yes. like, please come see your show but when we support everyone else than being like so 
it's just like it's not about like who's actually the best. Like that's that's not cool. And, and it makes me go like it's one of those. I'm pretty sure we talked about this on an episode. I'm not sure though, but I I always say that there's five people in the theater community. Others will be like it's like twenty five. I feel like there's five. It's so small. It's so and I say it's so small because especially the more I work behind the scenes. A producer for this will be a producer mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. A producer for this will be a producer for this. Or Jonathan, that was on the show with us, he's producing two shows that were in one Broadway season. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I know plenty of friends that are like, I'm choreographing this and I'm assistant on this and I'm choreographing over this. You know? Or producers will be like, I have my hand in like five different shows right yeah. now. So like, you, to do you something that upset that. Right. To, and just because you're angry. Or I'll tell anyone, be angry and call your mama. That's what they're for. Yeah. They're still going to love you at the end of the argument. I just think that, like, if the <laughs> Social message... Social media was not the place for If this the message. message was trying to be, like, you know, Tony Awards aren't the end-all be-all, but we're so supportive of everyone in this community, you didn't need those three first, those first three quarters of your little speech. But anyway, we're going to move on. But that's our little rant because it is circulating on social media. I am not friends with the person who wrote it. But I saw it on four or five other people's social media's Insta stories and stuff today. So our little like our little like soapbox is just like be aware of what you're saying and like be grateful for what you have and like let's support each other because that's really what this community is supposed end, to be about. Because at the end of the day, we are all we got. We are the theater community, and again, we never know who's gonna be nominated next week and who's out of a job yeah. next week too. So be kind to everyone, and honestly, like everyone who was nominated. I'm deserving. Congratulations. Like, and the ones that weren't, congratulate. Right. How I see it is that, like, everyone's still getting a paycheck as of, let's say, this is the Monday after the Tonys. I've not seen a single closing notice yet. You know, so, like, maybe that will be changed next week and we'll update you. But as of right now, tomorrow, all of you are still playing the packed houses. Yeah. So, so count your blessing. Yes. Moving back into some good stuff. Um, James Corden might be my favorite Tony Award host ever. I I, I just love him. I, just I love Well, because I also, like, if you're a fan of his late night, I love his sidewalk musical sketches that he does yeah, or riding so in the cars with celebrities, like, singing with celebrities. I, what I appreciate about him versus other winner, uh, other hosts, and there have been some, like, actual Broadway stars that have done it. He is a fan of music theater. I mean, he does do musical theater, and he's a singer. And like he, he was the baker in mm-hmm. in, in uh, beauty. into the what? No, into it. Oh, we cannot speak. Sorry, we're it's still recital season and the end of our school years. Um, mm. And it's one of those things of just like when you're a fan of musicals, it just makes like he watching him light up as he interacts with the audience, the ensemble. I just appreciate it, and because he does, you know these sketches on his own show his openings are always really strong like i generally just i appreciate him as a host and i saw some behind the scenes clips from some friends that were in the audience during the tonys and him interacting with people during commercial breaks like they had like karaoke singing during intermission breaks so james corden got billy porter billy porter to sing uh, everything's coming up roses during one of the intermission Amazing. breaks. Like, with, like, an iPad and a microphone right. and a pianist in the pit. Like, they were just having a generally good time. And, again, that carries over really well because, as you know, some award show hosts are just dead in the water. Yeah. But I generally do enjoy, like, his slight banter. Yeah. Um, 
I think he did a really good job. I think that I, I thought it was fun. I thought I thought the bass moved well last night of the show. Mm-hmm. I thought all of the <coughs> sometimes I also feel a type of way about the numbers that musicals choose to do. Always. Um, always and I'm always like, <laughs> like, why'd we do that? Now, I'm gonna be honest, I'm dying to see Hades Town. I love the story. You know I love some like good effed up shit. So like I'm here for oh, it. Oh, you are gonna love Hades I'm Town. Ready. It's a really like, fucked up story. Get at me. I feel like they should have done like um way down Hades Town. Ooh. But I understand them wanting to kind of tell the story a little bit and why they chose the number they <sighs> did. They did it for nominations. I know what they did it for nominations. Well, I also know that, yes, they also did it because they wanted to highlight certain actors. Yeah, and so the thing of it is, the, no one knows who's going to win the Tony. Un, take that back. The production crew knows who's going to win the Tony. Right. Fun fact, because Radio City is where the Tonys are held, and it's a huge space. But there's still not enough room backstage for a cast of 30-plus people. So what they do is everyone is on stage for the opening number, and then they load up your entire cast, minus like the uh, leads that have to be like in seats, into a giant van, yeah. and they drive, they circle them around Radio City. Yeah, until <laughs> watching ready, the Tonys. Until but, you're ready to perform. Right, and then literally when it's time for nominations, they kind of like pull, they pull you close, and then li- basically someone's in the head be like. Call in Book of Mormon. And so literally, because my friend was one of the APs that got to do it. He's like, I found out when he was doing Millie, Thoroughly Modern Millie years ago. No, it wasn't Millie. I'm forgetting what show. But essentially he was like, you all come with me. So he was a person moving them all close to the stage. And they're like, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? Because they're in costumes. Like they just got unloaded out of the van and were thrown backstage. And then he's like, you come with me. And then they get basically, they get shoved on stage as they're announcing that they won. So they they find out. But no one knows who's going to win. But producers will do a um, risk analysis, essentially, as in... Who do we need to showcase because there is a strong chance that they will win the Tony Award? Right. What do we need so to, like what do we need to present that's gonna pull more audiences in? Right. So like last night, um, um, I'm gonna butcher his name, the guy that won for Hades Town. Uh DeAndre DeShields. Yeah, so he won before their performance, but regardless, they were gonna do that performance because it really featured him. And they had and they had a they had a feeling Oh, yeah. He's in a good spot to win. They said he's in a good spot to win. And again, at first of all, at 73 years old, he's got a Broadway resume that I would encourage anyone to go look at because he's yeah. done it all. And the same thing was like with Beetlejuice. Um, as much as, I, you know, you want to hear Sophia and Cruz to just like belt her face off. I just I loved the little snippet they did of Deo. Deo. I loved it. Um it was Alex Brightman that was nominated. Right. And so they, they knew the smart shows was like, feature them. Let everyone know right. that the banana song is it in was the show. The same, right. And it was the same thing with Ali Stoker. While I wish they would have done something else, I wanted to hear the girl that played Lori sing. It was Ali Stoker right. that was nominated. Well, Rebecca Naomi Jones, who I love, is right. playing her. Right. I, I, yeah. She has a phenomenal voice. Go listen to the American Idiot. on. Um, it's incredible. Her sing 21 Guns. Yeah. So, so, Rebecca Naomi Jones is amazing. Some with her. I would have loved to have seen it, but they were like, Allie's got a good chance of winning and this. And she was the one that was nominated. Let's so, feature her. I get it. I do. And I do have to say as much as I want to see a little more from 
from Oklahoma and I wanted to see a little more from Hades Town. I know yes. why they did it. And besides that, I think that all the performances were like super well done and super strong last night. Yeah. So. I would agree. And that's actually kind of rare because there, there have been a couple Tony's performances where I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, yikes. This um, is the number that Or that I'll like see the show after and I'm like, why didn't they do this? Like, what? Yeah, or sometimes the, so like with the Tony's, they can do master cuts. It is up to the, it's up to the producers and creative team to decide what they send to the Tony's. And like, there have been some times where I've seen master cuts that they've done for the Tony's that I was like, you butchered your own show. Like, you picked a horrible cut yeah. to do. For your show, so why did we choose to do that? Or yeah. why did you pick that number? So, like I said, last night was a strong Tony. It's like, I had it to was. give it to It was it. a very strong, it's been a strong season of shows, like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Strong season of actors. I just think that everyone's ready to bring their A game. And I also think, again, we are also in the entertainment industry. I think when, to me, when film and television lets me down, Broadway picks up the slack. Yeah. And I've seen that just with the wide variety of what we've chosen to highlight this year. Um, so with that being said, we congratulations to all those nominated, all those won, all those yes. still collecting a paycheck. You did it. But let's move on to I'm Sorry What. Um, <laughs> I am currently assisting in an off-Broadway show right now, so yay! But also... You something I have to like this that just makes me go. I'm sorry. What and this is talking with my partner that's working on the show. That's like the main choreographer, and I'm just assisting him. Everyone doesn't start at the same level, and you would think when you're dealing with professionals that everyone started at the same level, but they don't. Professionals come from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. So in our cast, um, I'm not going to say the name of it because it is not necessarily child appropriate. The show that I'm working on because there's nudity. But um, our our cast has two or three actors that have been in the game forever. You know, we got a former Peter Pan. We got two kids that graduated in uh, graduated in May. So they, this wow. is like their first show. So they're like, learn. What I mean, they're learning. They're learning stuff. Yeah. You know, there would be moments where like sound would be like loud noise in the house, and everyone around us like, thank you, loud noise. And they're, like, looking around at us being like, wait, we should, y'all do that? And we're like, yes. Because, mm-hmm. like, and my, and what was so crazy, the loud noise ended up being a gunshot, too. Because she wasn't wasn't sure what the cue was. But she's like, I need to play it to know what it is. And so a loud gunshot goes off in the house. And they're like, oh. And you go, she says that. And you're acknowledging that you heard it before you just be standing on stage and you hear a gunshot. You know, I was like, they were like, oh, yeah, like, we learned that. But we didn't know if it's a real thing that people do in the real industry. We're like, ah, uh, yes, it is. Then I've got somebody else that was trained as a concert dancer. So dance-wise, he's fabulous. Acting and singing, he's driving the rest of the creative team crazy. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things that I have to remind myself when I want to say to those out there that, like, everyone has to start somewhere. Keep striving. It Don't feel bad for where you're starting at. It's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's my big I'm sorry what because I was definitely like, wait, what? This cast is, we're all professionals here, and technically we all are, but we don't, we all don't have the same background. Um, I think, I'm trying to think, so I had my show last week, and um, 
it ended up going really well. I was surprised by a couple of the classes who I was nervous about on dress rehearsal. Oh, good. Brought their A game on show day. So that was fun and exciting. I guess sometimes I'm always like, it's interesting after shows are over to hear teachers be like, well, maybe like if I like I'm talking about, yeah, that looked really well. That worked really great. Like I just would have wished X, Y, and Z would happen. Sometimes they're like, well, maybe try this next year. Or they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, like, like, wow, like, couldn't you try this to get them to, like, all be even more together? And, like, it's the age-old, like, we talk about this all the time, my argument of, like, I see them once a week for 45 Mm -hmm. minutes in a school setting where it's not just about getting ready for their end-of-year show. Mm -hmm. So please just say the show went well and, like, don't try to give me constructive criticism at that moment in time. Um, It's hard. It's hard sometimes when people feel entitled to, like, tell me, like, oh, well, what if you try this? Um, Especially when you're just not... Yeah, but it is great because it's hard because I am also, like... I'm also, like, at the end of the day, I want them to do so well, but there's only so much I can do, and they're little kids, and it is what it is, and you know what? Like I said, like, they all end up bringing their A-game on show day, and, like, there were classes I wasn't sure about, and I was, like, killed it. Killed it on show day. So... It's just very interesting when people try to then tell you how they can make it better. As if, because I had a show today, and that's I think that's also very interesting, is that, because you get the reverse of it. I, I've gotten both of it. Um, <clears throat> I had kind of like a snarky comment like that, too, where it was like, well, they weren't really together in that one part, but everything else was really good. And I was like, yeah, okay. Let me, my response is like, you're more than welcome to try. Because I, I, I assure you, you don't have as many tricks as I have to get children to all be together. Yeah. <laughs> so go That's, ahead and try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, it was also nice to hear the reverse of that. I had a parent of mine, she goes, how did you get my daughter to step? Oh, it was a step performance. She's like, how did you get my daughter to step on the, on the right side? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, my daughter, Stacy. She's like, Stacy's a lefty. I said, what? She is? And she's like, yeah. I was like, Really? And I, like, called her. I was like, hey, think I'm here. And she's like, yeah, what's up? You're a lefty? Yeah. I was like, you're joking. And the mom's like, I never, how did you? I was like, I just, again, using my bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. So I would have never known. So I think it's one of those things of stay in y'all lane. Stay in y'all lane. Stay in your mm-hmm. lane. Yeah. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode. But we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. We want to say a special thank you to our listeners. Our numbers keep growing, and that's all thanks to you. Episodes come out every Tuesday. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music are perfect places to do that. You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Point, P-Y-T. You can email us at PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Neil Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, The Adventures of an NYC Dance Teacher. Hey, 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 hey.